0: Thanks in it. Just gotta get my stool. So I know I said that we were done with Galatians, <laughs> and then were you, were you the one that sent me this song? Uh, it yes. And then Dave had to post something, <laughs> and I said, "Wow, we're, we're actually—that's what we're gonna do." Um that's exactly what we're gonna do. We're gonna look at this song that Dave posted because it's a perfect way to end Galatians, sort of to wrap up everything we talked about. And the biggest thing that I hope some of you remember from Galatians is that we use this Cherokee parable to help us understand what Paul was getting at. And that parable of the good wolves, we each have a wolf inside of us. We have a good wolf inside of us and a bad wolf and the one that wins is the one we feed. And if we commit to feeding Christ in us, Christ will win. And if we continue to feed the dark wolf, the bad wolf in us, that will win. It's that simple. When we try to make ourselves like Christ, we will fail. We can't. It's too hard. And when we're not willing to look closely at the things that we think and do, then we're going to end up, without even knowing it, feeding the bad wolf. I find this very clearly in my own life. I find it in the lives of my friends, my family, people I meet, people I read online. So many of us, myself included, feed the bad wolf constantly. It's a constant thing. So if there is a difficulty in the gospel, if there is a narrow road that Christ talks about, it's because... It actually takes a conscious effort to feed the good wolf. It doesn't take any effort at all to feed the bad wolf. It's quite simple because we live with so much fear and fear is the great feast of the dark side. It's just simple and every decision, every thing we do that comes out of fear is going to feed the dark side no matter how good it sounds, no matter how wonderful it sounds, no matter how dressed up in Christian language it is. What will happen is this. We walk this fine line between love and hate all the time. And so these guys named the Abbott brothers wrote this incredible song called The Ballad of Love and Hate. This is our text this morning. So I want Everyone to take uh here Jen, just pass those down that side of the church, and I'll pass these down this side of the church. take one, and we're going to read it together, and then we're just going to talk about it. We're going to talk about but it because this is an amazingly amazingly powerful, powerful, powerful thing <clears throat> I'll wait till everyone has it, and I just want you as we're reading through it, you know just Try to do a couple things, because we'll let the conversation go wherever it goes this morning. And if you're not the kind that participates in public, that's fine. But if you are, that's great, too. But I want you to be thinking about a couple things as we read this together. One, our own lives. How many times are we the hate of this poem? Are we ever the love? But then more importantly, what I want to talk about and look at is how often do we make God hate and the God we preach and the God we claim to follow, do we make him hate? In fact, I purposely, ch- well, we're in the middle of Psalm 119 anyway, which is like, you know, forever because I only do eight verses a day. So we're, we, But I, I was so glad that, as serendipity would have it, that was the section of Psalm 119 that came up today. Because even in there, the psalmist is railing against wickedness and, and thinks God's going to join him in destroying the wicked. See, the psalms are beautiful poems and they're very human as most of our scripture is but does that really mean it's clearly telling us that that is what God is let's read this together love writes a letter and sends it to hate my vacation's ending I'm coming home late the weather was fine and the ocean was great and I can't wait to see you again hate reads the letter and throws it away no one cares if you go or you stay I barely even noticed that you were away I'll see you or I won't whatever Love sings a song as she sails through the sky. The water looks bluer through her pretty eyes and everyone knows it whenever she flies and also when she comes down. Hate keeps his head up and walks through the street. Every stranger and drifter he greets and shakes hands with every loner he meets with a serious look on his face. Love arrives safely with suitcase in tow, carrying with her the good things we know, a reason to live and a reason to grow, to trust, to hold, to care. Hate sits alone on the hood of his car, without much regard for the moon or the stars, lazily killing the last of a jar of the strongest stuff you can drink. Love takes a taxi. A young man drives. As soon as he sees her, hope fills his eyes. But tears follow after at the end of the ride because he might never see her again. Hate gets home lucky to still be alive. He screams over the sidewalk and into the drive. The clock in the kitchen says 2.55 and the clock in the kitchen is slow. Love has been waiting, patient and kind, just wanting a phone call or some kind of sign, that the one that she cares for, who's out of his mind, will make it back safe to her arms. Hate stumbles forward and leans in the door, weary, head hung down, eyes to the floor. He says, love, I'm sorry. And she says, what for? I'm yours, and that's it, whatever. I should not have been gone for so long. I'm yours and that's it forever. You're mine and that's it forever. Ugh. That's why we have to talk about this poem. This is the gospel that these musicians captured. So, there it is. Let's talk. This is a new thing we've been doing every now and then at Canaan. After the last time we did it, I got a lot of positive comments. So let's share, let's talk. What resonates? The, the reason you said the reason to be open, and I think, like the second paragraph especially, hate reads a letter and throws it away. No one here cares. If, this is all a fake thing. He so uh, something hurt him obviously, and so he pretends not to care, and so he's not open, right? Deep down, Deep down he oh, he cares. Yeah, he does care. That fear, that that hurt, that pain, that then ends up. That's the thing. We can feed. The good wolf, or we can feed the bad wolf. And when we get hurt or something happens, it's so easy to just go right to that place. Well, I don't care. No, I didn't even notice you were gone. And you hide. You don't open up to forgiveness and something more life-giving. Oh. And we, 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 we tend to make it worse when we encourage each other in it, right, for good reasons. Oh, well, that person did that. Well, that's completely wrong. And therefore, and then we go right into the human perspective of living kingdom, which is all hate. And then God's trying to speak to us and speak to us. No, don't feed that wolf. Don't feed that wolf. Those are real emotions. I get it. I understand you're hurting, but don't feed that wolf. It's going to devour you. You're not going to get any satisfaction out of that. So I like that you said Open. What else? What else speaks to people? No, I agree, Kim. I, I think it's vital that we, that, that's what I loved about this too. It is hate. Like even that one four down, hate keeps his head up and walks through the streets. Every stranger and drifter he greets and shakes hands with every loner he meets. Like, you know what, oh, that's what hate, you know what I mean? Like we, we can hide behind hate so much just by calling it something it's not. You know? Rebecca? There's a lot of pride in that fourth stanza. And by the end, there's no pride at all, just brokenness. Mm. And And I like that you brought up relationship because that's where all the rubber hits the road, all of it. That's our life, right? That's what God is seeking. That's what we're seeking in each other. And this is where it always goes bad because relationships are so hard. It's relationships are so hard and we always bail on relationships because they're hard, don't we? And if we don't bail, like, physically, like obviously he's still in the house with this person, but if we don't bail physically, we just bail emotionally. And then that's how it's so easy to feed the good wolf because we have all the good, right reasons for doing that. Well, this is why I'm, I'm not engaged because you're this or you're that or you did this and, or no one cares about me. And, and, and you know what, that might be true. Like it might be entirely true what your friend or your family member or your spouse or your someone else that you're in relationship did. It might be true. So then we have this choice. Like Paul said to the Galatians, we, we, okay, you have a choice. You can live into the kingdom of God, which is all these beautiful things, or you can live into this other kingdom and because it's so much easier to live into the other kingdom, that's what we do. And before we know it, we're hate- we're, hey, with our head up and proud because it's not hate at all. It's right. It's fair. It's justice. That's why I hope you caught it. That bu- Wasn't that an amazing song the, based on Micah 7 that I played? That was John Foreman, by the way, um, based on Micah 7. and And that, I hope you caught how God's justice was his love. I hope you caught that. His hands were equally skilled at administering justice, which is mercy and grace and love and uh, That was a powerful song. That was a convicting song as well. We could have used that, but I wanted to do this. That was good, thank you, Alice. Any anyway, what what else? Dave? The reason that I
1: posted this one, it was when
2: I was putting up Meditation thread. Yeah.
0: it's so inc- it is it's incredible yes and never had ever not taken him in And that's why I think that there is the subtlety. Remember when Paul said, it's not works always end up bad, even the best works. Working to push that bad out is just works instead of just focusing on living into this beautiful Christ that it says to us, why are you sorry? What did, what did you do? What? But isn't it fascinating how the Christian story has sort of taken on that role of, yeah, you, you, no, no, until until we do it, God wants nothing to do with us. Right. And so, isn't that the cross, though? Isn't that what the cross really, truly speaks? See, it's fascinating. One of the most beautiful chapters in all of Scripture, Romans chapter 5. Okay, here's what's fascinating to me. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Here's the deal. of English translations do this to that verse. Since we now have been justified by his blood, how much more should we be saved from God's wrath through him? There is not one original manuscript that has God in it. Not one. This is a later redaction by a kind of theology that changed the entire message of Romans. And for some of us, changed the entire biblical message and hurt us and destroyed us. There is total wrath And living in sin. Trust me. Try it. Uh, If we're old enough, we know. Wrath. That's why God died to save us. Not from his own wrath. He didn't kill his son because he was so angry at us. Think about that concept for a minute. How that even took root as a theology. I don't understand. But to offer his son. To offer his life to save us from the wrath, that's another thing that's altogether beautiful. Right? But see how that happens. Or like that psalm that I put up. Well, it's scripture. Everything it says is true. Yes, but what does that mean? We can't then extrapolate that onto God just because the psalmist in truth is speaking about being so angry at evil. And God is angry at evil. Don't get me wrong. Evil destroys us. But the people committing the evil are the people God loves too and died for. That's the point, right? Some won't come home, I guess, and ever accept that love, but that's not on God. It's not God waiting for the world to end so he can destroy these people he hates. (laughs) I think the whole reason is planet keeps spinning despite the fact that we've destroyed it so much as because God just doesn't want this time to go when he knows that there will be people he loves that will never love him back maybe what else what else
3: Hmm. Because love is away. Hmm. I mean, like uh, on the seventh the seventh uh, verse it says, Love takes a taxi and young man drives. As soon as he sees her, hope fills
0: But tears follow after at the end of the ride because he might never see her again. That's he love. So and then in the end, hate kinda of disappears because love's home. Amen. That's so beautiful and I think everything that scripture talks about, what Paul talks about, what, if we move into love things change. But if we try to fight hate, if we rationalize hate, if we make hate okay, love goes away. Not, doesn't turn its back and forsake us and reject us, it's just we're choosing something else. They really don't work together. There's this great, oh, I should have brought that in today. There's this great book called The Singer by Calvin Miller. It was written back in the early 80s. And, um, oh no, maybe late 80s. And it's very poetic book. And in one of the lines it says, God and the devil are like silent chess pieces standing so close to one another, but sometimes only the color of the squares is different you know and what i found so beautiful about that is that that's where we often get confused and what is god we name evil and what is evil we name god and hate becomes love and that's not love at all and love becomes hate and that's you know and all that what else what else do people have to share i'm just checking my time sorry What other thoughts do people have on this? And even if it's not directly related to the song itself, just this whole this whole idea of is God a God of hate at any level? There's a question. <laughs> is God a god of hate at any level? Does God have hate in him? Isabella? Yeah. Yeah, let's go back. Equally skilled at administering justice. I I think so too. I I think the terms justice and righteousness and all have been very perverted, even in the context of Christianity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there's almost a sense here, he's mad she went away, right. wherever that was, without realizing that her going away was probably not about him.
2: Maybe God's justice isn't our idea of justice
0: at all. And willing to die. Instead of... Instead Ted of execute human justice willing to die himself to receive that uh, I'm a slow uh, <laughs> No you're not So in the Darby translation Yep uh, verse, the Romans, uh, 5, five eight, Thank you eight. I love that, Robert. Thanks for getting Darby out. Darby keep, keeps coming up with, that yeah, Darby's got some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, thank you. That, that, that was beautiful because that's what happens. And every time we feed the good, the bad wolf, that's all we're doing is we're diving back into this wrath that God died to save us from. And that's beautiful. When we know we're loved, I think we love. And when we know we're not loved, we're hurt. And hurt people hurt people. And that's where, you know, that's why we have to really focus. I've been trying more and more to focus on when I'm thinking things that are not going to end well, no matter how much I rationalize them. And I'm working on it justice. That's why he went to Taylor, yeah. to be that guy. Good. It, All right, be nice. Beautiful. And I want to hear all of this, but I also know we're pushing time. So what I'm going to do is encourage these last few thoughts to share amongst ourselves. The conversation doesn't have to stop, but I have asked the band to cover this song so we can hear it together. All right, thank you so much for participating. We will continue through 2019 to have conversations. And maybe I'll work with the whole format of the service that day so the conversations can go on a little longer but thank you all for sharing and let's uh let's keep trying to feed the good wolf and live like Christ and not like ourselves (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like <laughs> <we
1: talking about. laughs> Love writes a letter and sends it to Hay. It's a song, as she says, through the sky. he might never see her again and hate gets home
3: lucky to still be alive he screams over sidewalk and into the drive the clock in the kitchen says two fifty-five 55 The clock in the kitchen is slow He stumbles forward, and leans in the door. A weary head hung, and eyes to the floor. He says, love, I'm sorry. And she says, what for? I'm yours, that's it, whatever. Should not have been